Hello and welcome to uh, this week's ISIS podcast. My name is Finn O'Reilly. I'm the news editor here at ISIS Energy. Uh, and I'm joined by two of our reporters, Carolina Segranda and Joachim Moxon. Uh, this week we're actually focusing on the team of capacity that's still going to be with us next year, somewhat unexpectedly. Um, in Belgium we've had a situation with nuclear plants, lives being extended, and in Poland we've had a, a, sort of a, a sort of reserve actually put in place, or maybe that's not the right word. But uh, Joachim, can you just actually explain what, what's changed in Belgium in terms of capacity this week? The uh, um, situation in Belgium has been a topic that's been ongoing for the last two years, uh, where um, uh, several prolonged outages have caused concerns about security supply in that country. Uh, and one of the responses that the government uh, um, has put in place is this idea of prolonging the lifespan of two of the oldest nuclear plants. So Dole 1 and Dole 2, um, which both have a, a capacity of about 433 megawatt were supposed to close in 2015, according to a face-out law that was decided over a decade ago. Um, but uh, the decision has been made to uh, prolong them for another 10 years, and that means that the uh, the Belgian uh, nuclear fleet will not start to uh, shut down until 2023. Okay. And uh, Caroline, what, what's actually changed in Poland this week? Because we've had a situation where we expect a certain amount of capacity to go offline and now that's not the case, is that correct? Uh, that's right. Uh, this week the grid operator um, published an, a report, a list of plants that will stay online or be taken offline next year and around uh, 720 megawatts that were previously planned to be decommissioned will now stay online. I mean only 240 megawatts will be taken offline. Um, so in theory this this means is an extra supply on the market and it could be bearish um, for prices but that's not exactly the case because those plants that stay online will become a winter a cold winter reserves is a scheme introduced um, as part of the EU um, um, measure to, um, to moder modernize the coal, uh, fired plants so uh, those plants will stay online for another year, and but they can only work at the maximum of 1,500 uh, hours a year. So there is more capacity, but there is a limitation at the same time. Basically. That's right. So it's quite um, it's quite a mixed um, driver for the prices because if uh, January is a very cold uh, month, there can still be shortages mm -hmm. and. Um, and this, this power will just be there to, to um, avoid the shortages, but it's not going to be an extra supply. And this is uh, particularly important for Poland because um, we had a, a heat wave this summer and there were um, the TSO was forced to uh, cut power to big companies. So uh, I guess they really want to like secure the system for the next year, for the winter and or another heat wave. Okay. So the price impact is kind of uncertain because we're, we're, we're unclear exactly how it will play in the system. Exactly. So, for example, it's reflected in the cals, uh, calendar 2016 contract. It's been um, quite bullish in the last two weeks, but at the moment it's, it's very stable and there are lots of buyers, there are lots of sellers. It's, it's like it's not moving a lot because of uncertainty, I guess. Okay. And Joachim, I mean, w what's been the sort of price impact in Belgium? Because I know that that sort of corner of Europe has been quite a concern for the last couple of years. Have we seen a change in that sort of situation price-wise? 
Yes, I mean uh, this decision to prolong the uh, nuclear reactors have now uh, the finalization of that of that decision has uh, come more or less at the same time as uh, a authorization to restart uh, two other nuclear plants, um, Dole three and Tianjin two, uh, which means that we will have full uh, availability of the nuclear fleet on twenty second of December, and that's the first time that's happened since March two thousand and fourteen, uh, and Belgian prices have come down uh, uh, considerably as a result of this. They've had um, premiums of seven, eight euros uh, through most of, of, of the last two years, um, and now we actually see a slight discount uh, uh, premium to France, the French prices, that is. And uh, we now see a, a slight discount to France. Um, another sign, early sign we're seeing is that the um, TSO has made an assessment of uh, the needs for the strategic reserve, which is there to shore up uh, um, supply in. in, in uh, emergency situa situations, they've decided that for next winter, that's 2016 to 2017, uh, they will only require um, one gigawatt of, uh, uh, of um, capacity, whereas they already have 750 uh, megawatt contracted into it. And that's not taking into account the, um, the availability of, uh, of Dole 3 and Tianj 2, which seems to suggest that there's actually no need for a strategic reserve uh, for next winter. Okay, so I guess it's kind of interesting how quickly situations can turn around. I mean, Belgium, as we've known, has, has been kind of a concern, but now it seems to have flipped around from what you're saying, Joachim, and even in Poland, I guess, after the summer, we, we had some concern in terms of capacity, but a sudden decision, and, and there's actually more capacity than was expected. Um, all right, well, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much, both. Uh, this has been the ISIS Weekly Podcast. Uh, do log into ISIS.com for more podcasts, and uh, thank you.